and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Heron, not flying solo this week. We've got the one, the only, Matthew Day Gillett joining me. Hello. Hey man, I didn't forget to join you this week. <laughs> I think it was it was a bit of a breakdown of communication last week, you know? It just uh, Neither of us talked to the other and it didn't happen. Well, I remembered on Monday morning <laughs> that I hadn't recorded a podcast. I was like, oh, that's a thing I do, that's right. I got to Sunday night and went, hmm, hmm, I should really do that. <laughs> it's amazing what having nearly two months off does to you and your habits. Mm, exactly. A, a, a lot of new habits will be uh, made during this uh, lockdown and level three debacle as well, I think. Hopefully good ones. Uh, we're recording this Sunday night. It is Mother. Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If we've got any mothers listening, I would absolutely love to know uh, if we do, and we'd love to say good day. So um, get in touch on the Facebook, the Instagram, or you can email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We've got heaps coming up in the show this week. Uh, Ducati uh, are in the news. Uh, and I've just received a text message. Ducati are in the news. Uh, COVID-19's playing havoc for warranties with new motorcycles. We've got a new store in Auckland. And Indian have got a new FTR coming out. We'll find out all about that shortly. Uh, but Matt, what have you been up to in the last week? I can pretty much guess the answer. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games, <laughs> surprisingly. So have I, actually. What have you been playing? I've been playing a uh, new game called Snowrunner. It's basically you get in the... But it's on PS4, Xbox, and PC, um, and basically you drive around the US and Russia in big four-wheel drives and trucks, and you deliver stuff to places. It's, it's the most fun you'll have driving slowly. Um, it's yeah, it's weirdly addictive. Weirdly addictive. It's good. It's good to hear you playing something other than Call of Duty or something like that. I mean, I'm I'm a big Call of Duty fanboy, uh, and I've also got um, MXGP and uh, a few of a few of the car racing, motorbike racing games. But I've been playing something completely left of center. I've been playing Farm Simulator 19. Oh, getting ready for a career change, are we? Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's all about uh, uh, planting crops. Uh, some crops when you harvest them are worth more than others uh, you've got to buy the truck and the trailer to shift those crops and harvest those crops and you've even got to go and buy a lime and a lime spreader <laughs> for in- oh, it's, it's intense as you said with your game it's um it's it's nerdy oh you didn't say nerdy but i just said nerdy it's nerdy weird fun if you can't yeah. back a trailer it's an ideal game to get to learn to back a trailer oh see the problem with my game is you you have some simple trailers to back but then you have articulated trailers and they are an absolute sod (laughs) i can imagine hey but we're getting off the track this is not motorcycling uh we'll talk very shortly about level two and what that means for motorcyclists as well um but uh, i did mention two weeks ago that i'd signed up for deliver easy and uh, i said i'd be doing a story on it i'm not doing a story on it anymore because uh it's kind of fallen through so what exactly happened there you didn't get a contract and they wanted you to work before signing a contract or something yeah well uh, so working for delivery easy as you may know and working for any other delivery company you are a contractor and your vehicle is your responsibility uh, but they said they had a contract for me and i said that's great i'd love to sign a contract to that way we you know everyone knows whose responsibility responsibility is what and who's getting paid for what and you know uh, it just covers everyone's asses um and they uh they bolted the the within well, bolt the cable tied the big box to the back of the mto Ooh, that sounds 
structural. It was, yeah, it was highly structural. Uh, and this was on a on a Sunday. It was due to start on Tuesday. They said, "Oh, we're going to be really busy, so Tuesday, be ready to go from five o'clock." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." At four o'clock, I messaged the guy and saying, "Saying, hey, look, I I haven't got half the stuff that I haven't got access to the communications board. I haven't got the contract. Uh, I, I'm I'm keen to go, but I haven't got anything. So, um, can you?" Uh, can you get hold of me? And that was via uh, Facebook Messenger. And, and you know how we, when you send a message, you can see when they uh, when they read the message. So he read he read the message and no response. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, messaged him again at five o'clock. Hey, I haven't got that contract, and I need access to the communications board again. Uh, didn't read the message. No contact. Rang him. Went straight. He got it. Rang once and went straight to voicemail. <laughs> so you can tell that that's how you tell when the person's uh, declined the call. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I just got no contact on that Tuesday night uh, so I was like oh that's a bit weird uh, Wednesday morning no contact I, ra- I made a couple of calls sent a couple of message- messages no reply and then Wednesday afternoon at 5.30 I get a phone call hey Ray can we get you out on the road doing some deliveries I said dude you haven't even replied to my messages from this time yesterday it's been 24 hours no contact I haven't got a contract. Oh, I'll write you up. I'll draft up a contract on the phone to you right now. <laughs> no, dude. I need time to read a contract and sign it and agree to it, uh, as well as I haven't got any any communications. You've 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 been you've done nothing yeah. for me. I need you out on the road. That's all. That's all cop out <laughs> excuses. I said, um, no. I'm pretty sure legally you need a contract to work in this country. Uh, so. He said, well, are you working for us or not? And I said, no, I'm probably not going to be working for you if you're not going to follow the rules and, and you know, communicate properly. Mm. properly. If this is the, the, the state of communication in your company, I'm probably not going to work for you. Fair enough. He said, okay, del- drop us back that uh, the hot box that we put on the back of your bike. And I said, uh, I won't be dropping that back to you. You can come and pick that up any time. And that's when things got quite abusive. And he threw a couple of words at me that uh, well, they're not very nice words. Yeah, you can't really we've all heard the not nice words probably on that list uh, you get sent at uh, as a broadcaster that you're not allowed to say like top 20 words you're not allowed to say yes well i probably got the top 18 anyway oh. uh so i said well that's fine mate you can come pick up your hot box anytime just let me know i won't be dropping it back to you uh we'll call it quits there and i uh, hung up the phone and that was literally the last thing i heard from and i will say the company's name this time because i think the treatment i got was despicable uh deliver easy hmm. yeah I, after you said you're gonna hopefully be doing stuff for them i did google them and they they have been a bit hit and miss if you look on the google reviews but yeah that's absolutely awful treatment especially if they want like you're a contractor applying your own vehicle etc your own insurance you said you um before we were on air you said you had to sort your own insurance out they wanted you to have um and i guess it makes sense commercial insurance for your vehicle now commercial insurance for a motorcycle is actually really difficult to get um most a lot of places won't insure uh, commercially a motorcycle if they know that you're doing food delivery such as Uber Eats or Deliveries or anything like that. I wonder why that uh, is. The interesting thing, the interesting thing is though, I'd like and I'd like to give them a shout out. Star Motorcycle Insurance, who joined us for the uh, the Shiny Side Up tour, uh, they actually went back to the underwriter and um, clarified the situation and said under the current you know current situation. 
we, we understand people are going to need to use these vehicles to make money so we will cover you and uh and and we will um yeah we will cover you in this event uh which was really good so i've actually swapped insurance companies from uh another company to star motorcycle insurance um so do check out star motorcycle insurance they also do um yeah don't they do classic cars and stuff classic cars hobby cars uh they can do your daily driver and they can also look after your uh boat or your caravan Ooh, handy so yeah i went with uh deliver easy because i thought it was an avenue to make some money in the uh tough covid times also uh they were being touted as the uh the the big the big player the the one to support uh when you put them up against uh uber eats because uber eats takes the profits out of the country where deliver easy is a new zealand company uh after my run-ins with deliver easy i won't be going anywhere near them Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Should we go on to some more brighter news, shall we? Yeah, let's let's carry on with something a little bit more, uh, a little bit less personal, eh? Uh, let's get into the news. And kicking things off uh, news-wise, Ducati restarts their production. Isn't this great news? Good to hear Ducati's back into it. They've announced that they are restarting their uh, factory after the company effectively shut down in March due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In order to combat and contain the spread of the COVID-19 virus, as per Italian official directives, Ducati temporarily suspended production in its Bologna plant on the 13th of March. And uh, on the 28th of April, they got back into it. Interesting, eh? Like, I remember reading, oh, yeah, they'll be back in, like, they're shutting down for just a couple of weeks. Uh, they'll be right back in. And that's, what, six weeks? Like, it's over a month anyway. I'm not familiar with um, with Italy's layout, but uh, Bologna seems like a pretty, you know, centralised big place. And that... Um, uh, it's in the north. It's in the hardest hit region. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like one of the hardest hit areas. Yeah, so it's quite amazing. Um, there's a whole lot of rules and stuff as well that they have to follow basically same as what we have to do here social distancing wearing masks if you're not essential to the production line you still have to work at home so all their uh, marketing people or their designers and basically if you sit at a computer desk and you work at Ducati you stay at home which kind of would suck at this point because they went into lockdown before us I think as well so I'd be kind of itching to get back into the office mm. as somebody who has been working at home for the last seven weeks it, um, it it is a bit like that I'm keen to get back into the office but I'm also acclimatising to my home office and uh, the freedoms that that brings uh, the, the easy walk to the coffee machine no no uh, <laughs> Well, that's a double-edged sword because it's the easy walk to the coffee machine, but because you're paying for the coffee, you don't go quite as often. (laughs) I don't know, man. I have a coffee machine at my house, and if I haven't had my three cups a day, I get cranky. Speaking COVID, though, uh, I hear warranties have been extended by some manufacturers. Yes, so, uh, yeah, with the majority of our bikes necessarily being... uh, locked up for lack of a better term uh, due to the lockdown Um, some manufacturers have extended their warranties Uh, so uh, I'll give you rail them off real quick Uh, there's only three of them that we know of so far there may be more so if you uh, think your warranty uh, is due an extension because of all this um, hit up your local dealer Um, those uh, manufacturers and distributors for New Zealand specifically are Kawasaki uh, MV Augusta and KTM. Um, so, 
uh, basically not all manufacturers are doing it um, some obviously can't afford to it, do it some just I sent out a whole lot of emails last week and didn't get any replies from some distributors so we don't know what the story is there um, but yeah Kawasaki they were the first to get back to me um, they say Kawasaki New Zealand will be extending manufacturers warranties for 12 weeks um, by 12 weeks I should say as part of a goodwill warranty extension for road registrable models only so if you've got a Kawasaki dirt bike it's not included um, basically they said we at Kawasaki New Zealand understand that new challenges are affecting us all in light of COVID-19 restrictions despite these ongoing challenges Kawasaki NZ will address the needs of our loyal riders as best we can and uh, as a thank you in the wake of level 4 lockdown all road registrable motorcycles with current manufacturer warranty are eligible to a 12 week goodwill warranty extension which is uh, bloody nice KTM will the next get back uh, KTM New Zealand's uh, boss Patrick Stafford came back and said as a mark of our support these precarious times all KTM motorcycles with a manufacturer warranty ending between March 1st 2020 and April 30th 2020 are eligible to a three month goodwill warranty extension um, so that's pretty awesome from KTM as well and MV Augusta um, have gone worldwide with theirs and they have announced that they are also extending their warranties by three months um, because it's affecting everyone um, and yeah no one's bikes are getting used so those are the three manufacturers we know are extending their warranties um, others may be also doing so I know for a fact Harley Davidson is not uh, as well as um, shit who was the other one that said no uh, as well as Suzuki uh, Motorcycles New Zealand are also not extending their warranties at this stage. Tell you what, if you had an MV Augusta and your warranty was due to run out in that window and it was extended, but you were an essential service and used that bike to get to and from work, that's a win-win right there. Oh, hell yeah. Any of those three manufacturers. <laughs> it's making the most of that. Heck yeah. And yeah, it's like 12 weeks, three months, that's... Hey, you may not have uh, not been able to ride it, like going into level two, um, we should hopefully be able to ride. And uh, yeah, like it's three months I'm not going to scoff at that not that I own any of those manufacturers bikes going back to an Italian brand New Zealand's first exclusive Vespa dealer has opened in New Zealand well it is New Zealand's first so it's opening yeah okay cool uh, when it comes to Italian cool for the masses it's hard to go past Vespa for over 70 years the iconic little Italians have revved up the lives of many a commuter all over the globe while the mark is no stranger to our shores Kiwi Vespa fans finally have a place to call home with the opening of Vespa Auckland it's hard to believe that a brand as prominent as Vespa has never had an exclusive dealership in New Zealand before, with over 70 years of history and a large, passionate fan base, it seems like the Italian brand has been underutilised in the Kiwi market, and all that has changed, with the opening of Auckland Vespa right in the heart of the city's historic Victoria Park market. I don't know where that is, I've probably been there before, but uh, I'm quite keen next time I'm in, I'm in Auckland to go check out uh, the Vespa shop. It looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Not a massive fan of step-throughs, but if you're going to ride a 
Peep through, get a Vespa. Oh man, I did. Um, they had a big 70th birthday party that I went to a couple of years ago, and um, I got to ride. I think it was a 300cc four-stroke Vespa, like not the cool old two-stroke ones. Um, it was one of the modern. I think it was a GTS. Um, man, like for a scooter, it was actually really nice. But like the coolest thing is, like, got all these Vespas. There's like a pack and all the uh, Vespici, or I think they call themselves, like the Vespa fanatics, all met up at Motat, and like you're in the aircraft museum at Motat with like the Lancaster bomber and all this other cool stuff and there's all these cool Vespas there I'm like they're actually kind of cool like I'd be tempted to get one as a commuter for commuting around Cambridge if I had anywhere to actually go it's definitely one of the things that I'd be keen to get just to have in the garage alongside a Moto Compo yeah they, those are kind of cool Let's move on to a brand new bike. Uh, is it a brand new bike? That was my question. The FTR 1200 Carbon. Tell me about it, Matt. Is it a brand new bike or is it just kind of a rehashed version of the FTR? I wouldn't say rehashed. I'd say blinged out. Um, so Indian Motorcycles has officially revealed the carbon-clad version of the popular 1200 FTR uh, with a new model entering the market as an even more premium option, they're saying, over their already pretty well-specced FTR 1200S. So as you'd expect, um, they fully decked it out with lots of stylish carbon fiber goodies as well as a uh, hopefully nice sounding acro exhaust. Um, it also gets out of the box uh, cruise control, dual disc Brembo, ABS brakes, traction control, full LED lighting and Indian's rather cool 4.3 inch LED touchscreen uh, which you can actually use with your gloved hand and navigate and stuff it's really really cool tech any gloved hand or just a special glove uh, any gloved hand in theory hey that's cool I haven't had a chance to actually try it out I haven't ridden the FTR but heard lots of rave reviews about them um, so um, also they've made sure that uh, the FTR Carbon is compatible with um, all of the FTR platform accessories and yeah it's a rather rather cool um, looking bike there they've added uh, carbon fibre basically wherever you could possibly put it um, there's a lot of that blings stuff there and yeah at the time I wrote this story for Kiwi Rider which uh, this story comes from last week's uh, Kiwi Rider magazine Indian Motorcycles local importer and distributor Polaris New Zealand has yet to announce pricing or when the 1200 carbon will arrive here um, but pretty confident that we'll definitely be selling, uh, seeing it in dealers soon Outstanding, and something just a little bit closer to home. This isn't on the run sheet, but I thought we'd throw one more story in there because I think it's quite cool. Mike Pirro is full throttle for Southern Classic and MotoFest. Mike Pirro has confirmed his company's ongoing commitment to motorcycle racing in New Zealand with the announcement uh, the other day that both the Southern Classic and MotoFest will proceed under the Mike Pirro brand and with its financial support. At uh, a time of uncertainty about almost everything in the world of sport, I hope this announcement provides a small ray of sunshine for bike races and the respective event promoters, says Christchurch-based businessman and motorcycle racer Mike Pirro. So thank you very much, Mike Pirro, for putting your cash behind those events and making sure that they will still happen. For more on this story and every other story we have mentioned in the news today, check out the latest Kiwi Rider magazine, Go to Google, type Kiwi Rider Jumag, J-O-O-M-A-G, and it will be the first thing that pops up there. This edition came out last week, uh, so do check out all the news and the uh, bike reviews in there. We've got the Rocket 3 and the latest in a series of stories called Our Bikes, in which people that uh, are associated with Kiwi Rider tell you all about what they ride. 
in the uh, this edition is Nick Edwards' uh, 1997 Honda Fireblade, and that's not just a uh, a trailer queen or a garage project. That's something he actually rides daily, and it looks outstanding. Nice. So we are recording this on a Sunday night tomorrow, Monday. I mean, by the time you heard this, it'll be in the past, but uh, we are still in the past. We're coming to you from the past. It's almost like having a DeLorean. Tomorrow is the day that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will be telling us when we will go to level two. We are expecting Wednesday, Thursday this week is kind of what I'm picking anyway. What do you reckon, Matt? I'm hopeful for this week um, and... Yeah, not just because it means all the things for the economy. On a selfish note, I really, really want my mum to come and uh, hang out at my house. <laughs> yeah, two months at home with um, a toddler and a newborn um, with no outside help sucks. <laughs> so I can imagine. And and mum probably hasn't seen the new baby yet. She saw her for, I think, 30 minutes or 45 minutes the day after she was born. So, um, yeah, both... Both the nanas are frothing at the bit to come down to Cambridge. But yeah, that's my selfish take on it. I'm hoping for this week. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be understanding if they extend it by another week or something to try and make sure everything's been knocked on the head. But like looking at the stats, they were sort of saying the end of this week here that we're just exiting now um, was the one, the time to watch, um, see if there was a spike from people going out and uh, doing things they shouldn't uh, under level three. And it seems to be nice and steady. So, um, yeah, I'm quite hopeful. Yeah, because you've got a two-week two uh, incubation period, right? So if something happens today, you won't see it in the results of testing for two weeks. Yeah, and that's if it's caught up in testing. Um and yeah, it's yeah very complicated beast to sort of go through. Like I understand that the numbers of testing daily have dropped, but also the number of people that were out and needing to be tested or coming into the country have also fallen. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very confusing thing, but uh, I'm sure, um, well, I'm very hopeful that we'll be in level two and level two uh, from my reading of the government's COVID-19 website means we can recreationally ride our bikes again. That's Standing. Of course, there's a lot of people that have been saying, ah, I'm essential, I've been riding my bike, it hasn't stopped me, or I've got a 12-acre block of bush out the back that I've been riding in. Um, you don't probably have that accent or anything, but um, no, good on you if you have been riding your bike during uh, Level 4 and Level 3. Uh, I've, I've managed to do a couple in Level 3, not social rides, not uh, fun rides, but you know, I've have, I have essentially had to go somewhere. Uh, but Level 2, what does it mean for motorcyclists, Matt? All right. So, uh, according to the official COVID19.govt.nz website, a move to Alert Level 2 will mean that we can once again ride our bikes recreationally, as well as do other recreational activities previously restricted under the higher alert levels. So that's sort of your fishing on the boat, your mountain biking, your hunting and all that kind of stuff. Stuff that was kind of considered a bit too risky because you could possibly need help from search and rescue volunteers or paramedics, that kind of jazz. Um, so um, under Alert Level 2 um, one of the big points for us as Kiwi motorcyclists is that inter-regional travel will be uh, once again permitted so if I wanted to ride my bike which is currently in the Coromandel down to Ewan Wellington I could do that if I wanted or if you wanted to ride up here you could also Um, and um, once again also gatherings of 100 people or less will be permitted so that in theory um, and I have emailed um, Motorcycling New Zealand to see what it means for sport but in theory that means say trail rides um, track days even track events or um, sort of yet more 
uh, you know, enduro races, um, motocross meetings, and etc. They should, in theory, be able to be held again under level two, so long as there is less than 100 people present, including staff, and social distancing of one meter minimum is met, which is really, really good news. Mm, mm. Tricky one though, because you kind of want more. If you're doing a, like a trail ride for uh, a fundraiser, you don't really want to limit yourself to 100. So I'd, I can imagine a few of the organised trail rides still not running but uh definitely um you know we can do social rides we can get out for uh, a fang in the uh, in the mangatooks or if you're up near the central plateau the rangatike uh, area uh, so it'll be good to get those dirt bikes out and, uh, and get a bit dirty again. Yeah, and um, obviously the border is still going to be uh, closed, meaning um, the roads are going to be free of international travellers and tourists who don't know what side of the road to be on. But we should still be weary because there's going to be a whole lot of... Uh locals who have forgotten how to drive over the last two months who are going to be out so um, if you go out for a big fang uh, do the cory loop or whatever um, keep your eyes peeled because um, yeah kiwis aren't as good a driver as they think they are sadly also just be mindful that nzta might not have been out uh, sweeping the cory loop or uh, you know any of those roads that they usually sweep uh, they're, they're, we've had a lot of rain in the last week in the uh, wellington region so there could be slips and gravel on the road so just take it easy you haven't been out on your bike for seven weeks uh i hope you've done all your maintenance because it's been a great time to get it done but uh you know your skills might not might not be 100 percent on point like they were yeah it's um probably a good time to sign up for a uh, ride forever course to be honest um it's one of my outstanding ideas that's one that. of my uh, goals for this year is to repeat the silver and then move on and do a gold uh, course at the end of the year um, if I can swing it um, just ride my bike in general um, so if mum comes next weekend I might tell her to bring the bike back from the Coromandel with her <laughs> <laughs> well if you do get a, t- get a chance to do a, um, a ride forever course let me know and I might come along because that um, I- I've done both the silver and the gold but it's always good to do them again and they're quite um, it'd be good to do it with a different uh, a different facilitator as well yeah there's a couple of good facilitators up here that i definitely recommend uh, pro rider and past masters um i did my course first silver course and this is years ago i had a gv250 higher sung and i did that with pro rider and i did it with paul pavlitich who's like a former new zealand superbike champion and the stuff I learned on that, um, I was just gutted that I couldn't win the slow race because being on a cruiser, I couldn't stand up on the pegs and slowly balance like a tri- uh, trials rider. Um, but no, bloody good value though. So it's like 50 bucks or something, isn't it? Yeah, generally um, they're, they're $50 and that's an admin fee. Uh, and, and so you can actually get them for free because a lot of um, a lot of facilitators are doing uh, promo rates. So I know the two board bikers here in Wellington, they, uh, they quite often give you a, a, a promo code to sign up on the website and you'll get that $50 rebate for free. Oh, wicked. Uh, yeah, so get get into a Ride Forever course, get out and ride, and if you do get out for a ride, whether that be on a road bike, a touring bike, a track bike, a dirt bike, we would love to see photos and hear all about it. You can email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. You can jump on the Facebook and get us there, and you're, we're on Instagram as well, so tag us in any photos and uh, we'd love to see them and share them and as well and live vicariously through them exactly <laughs> uh, I've got um, I've, I've got to get back out on the on the bike and get the cardo system in play so I can actually start reviewing that uh, 
set of tyres on the MT-07 which need bedding in properly which I talked about last episode um, so yeah no I'll be I'll be out this weekend that's for sure well this week nice I've got a list of uh, assuming we go to level 2 assuming. how disappointing would it be if we don't actually go to level 2 yeah disappointing but I, mm, I'd be understanding like what's another week or two like <laughs> at this point hey one more thing that happened last week and I uh, thought I'd share it with you because you know um, I actually learnt something about the internet people on the internet everyone's got an opinion can you believe that oh it's like having buttholes everyone's got one (laughs) (laughs) I was on the internet and I was on a Facebook group and I was uh, I I basically come to the conclusion that I I need to replace the rear shock on the MT-07 and possibly the forks the work I did with Dave Moss on the forks is really good but it wasn't a solution uh, or if it was it was a short term solution I need something adjustable so I went on the internet and I said to people on uh, on a particular group has anyone got any ideas on what uh, I can do to the rear shock on this bike any, any ideas any suggestions on replacement parts and and you know the opinions i got what sell it it's a shit bike get rid of it <laughs> go and buy something else you bought the wrong bike you bought a beginner bike why would you bother fixing that like, yeah yeah there's a lot of um antiquated shall we say um yeah antiquated opinions and um yeah <laughs> well my response was this is the bike i've got and i can't afford to buy the bike that i want so this is you know this is what i have plus the fact that i've got a brand new set of tires on there which i can already see the wear from the uh, the lack of rebound in the rear suspension um and lack of dampening and, and all that kind of stuff and it just shows me that the rear shock is toast so this is what I've got. This is what I want to work with. So I, I had a read of the latest Kiwi Rider magazine, and towards the end there, there's a few uh, there's a few ads. Can you believe there's an ad in a Kiwi Rider magazine? Oh, there's ads. Oh. Yes, there's ads, <laughs> and quite often actually they're 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 helpful. I mean, I actually look at the ads in the Kiwi Rider magazine because they 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 give you ideas and things to try and things to you know uh different ideas on riding gear even uh so i was also if you you tap on them as well and they take you to other websites too don't they yeah they're interactive it's fantastic so there's an ad in the latest kiwi rider for kss have you heard of kss matt i have um run by mr robert taylor who knows a thing or two about uh, shock absorbers and forks he does he knows a thing or two that's probably the understatement of the century uh so i fired robert an email and i said hey look i've got an mt07 i know it's just a commuter bike but uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on what we can get done as far as suspension goes and he said yeah yeah no dramas i'm going in for knee surgery so robert i hope your knee surgery went well um but when i'm when i'm recuperating and resting and and healing up afterwards i'll fire you through some options so um i haven't actually got the options yet this is just a precursor to let you know what we're up to but uh looking forward to hearing back from kss on solutions for the rear shock i think we're talking uh a nitron or something like that and apparently there are some cartridge replacements that can go in my front shocks uh, to make them adjustable as well oh very nice so i'm looking forward to uh, to all of that uh which brings me nicely to another story which um ben wilkins wrote uh which is in the latest edition of kiwi rider as well um talking about uh, the work that he did on the suspension of uh was it the red baron i believe so that's the only bike he's um currently missing for 
books on. So that's uh, that's in there as well. But um, yeah, no, uh, bloody good guys, Robert uh, KSS. So uh, get, get his details out of the latest Kiwi Writer magazine and uh, and and touch base with him if you are looking for some options for suspension. Don't listen to the people on the internet who tell you you've got the wrong bike because I've got an MT07 and yeah, it's a Lamb spec bike and I am on a full license and I can go and get any bike I want. But that's the bike I've got right now. I don't have the money to go and get a T7 or whatever else I'm, 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 is on my wish list. So don't listen to people on the internet who say, no, you got the wrong bike. Do this, do that. Don't live. Don't let them live vicariously through you, is, is I guess the moral of the story. Yeah, and um, on Robert Taylor, like that um, reply you got, email and everything, his communication is top-notch and... Because I emailed him a year ago about sorting out the suspension on the rally, and he came back with me to me with a host of options um, and why he would recommend something over another thing, all very um, all above on the book sort of thing, like no rubbish, uh, no trying to sell you stuff. It's not not like he's trying to ram a ram another brand down your throat, right? He had a reason why he was saying get this. Yeah, and um, I haven't managed to go pull through with anything yet because finances all of a sudden dried up when I had to buy an air conditioner. Um, but honestly, I, I'm still, once I have the money, I'm going to be talking to KSS about sorting out the suspension on the rally as well. Maybe we could have a suspension off. They're also having a stock take sale, I believe. Uh, up to 40% off shocks, pipes, cartridges. Um, check out the um, check out the, the ad, page 112 of the latest Kiwi Rider magazine. You can email them, sales at kss.net.nz. The website is kss.net.nz. They didn't pay us to say this. I'm saying it because I like yep. them. <laughs> I'm, I'm here with you, man. Like, yeah, good, good service deserves good promotion. <laughs> Easy as that. This is Kiwi Rider magazine. No, that's not. This is Kiwi Rider podcast. Uh, thank you very much for sticking with us uh, through this. Uh, what What's this been? About 35 minutes of prattling on a Sunday night? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, hopefully you're not listening to it on a Sunday night. Hopefully you're listening to it on a Thursday morning or a Friday morning. <laughs> and if we're in level two, enjoy it. Uh, we will be back in seven days' time with a brand new episode. Thank you very much, for, as I said, for sticking with us and listening to us. And if you'd like to get involved in the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Facebook, uh, I think it's facebook.com forward slash kiwiriderpodcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram and at Kiwi Writer Podcast. Uh, anything else to say? I think we've covered most of it. I think that's it. Do we want to do a dad joke? Do we? Oh, why not? Let's bring back a dad joke. Have you got a dad joke or should I find one? I think I've got one. I don't think we did it. All right, hit us with that dad joke. I visited a monastery and as I walked past the kitchen, I saw a man frying chips. I asked him, are you the fryer? He replied, no, I'm the chipmunk. Ah, oh, classic dad joke right there. Classic wordplay dad joke. Love it. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. I've been Ray. I've been Matt. Get the rubber side down, throttle line, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.